0: I just want to make a, it's not a whole sheer, but, is it on? <coughs> Every once in a while I make a comment on current events. Just, I want to make one comment, really, which I think is important, you know. And, uh, you know, we, we know the concept of, uh, I've spoken many Shurim about Donald Trump and so on and so forth, but th- I want to make one comment which he has to understand I think he understands it to a certain extent, you know. In many ways, I've said that his assignment is really to uh, help the Jewish people because he's, uh, in many ways, his reincarnation of the whole concept of Aesov. And what he has to understand is something very important. <coughs> people do not understand that in the end of time, they will be held guilty for allowing mankind to be destroyed by dictators. Now, if they can do something, fine. If they can't I mean if they can't do something, that's one thing. Uh, but the problem is that the world has a policy, the UN has a policy that you cannot mix into the internal fears of a nation. That means somebody like Assad can kill a million people and nobody's really gonna say anything. Everybody's gonna try to say, Well, how can we solve this? you know. But they're not going to condemn Assad for what he's done. They don't want to mix into the internal affairs because for obvious reasons, because then if I inter- interfere in your internal affairs, guess what? You're going to interfere in my internal affairs and, 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 and keep out. That's obvious, you know, uh, and, and so on. <clears throat> but but that in, in many ways, I can understand it, but in many ways, morally, it is terrible. Because if you have the ability to stop the destruction, genocide, you know, of an entire people, you're morally obligated to do that. You can't just say, I don't want to mix into the internal affairs of another country. Meanwhile, like in, in, uh, in, uh, what do you call it? um, In, what was it, what was it The the war of Rwanda, where they butchered half a million people, you know? And the people, uh, the U.S. could have done something. I think it happened in the time of Clinton. But he did nothing, basically, you know? Was he morally correct? Can he, can he be held uh, on this, in the scales of justice in front of God? Yeah, of course. He could have stopped it. But they just, you know, this has nothing to do with me. So what if a uh, you know, half million, maybe a million, I remember, I remember how many were butchered and they were hacked to death you know, with a machete. So walk around and just hack people. Can you imagine what that is? Guys walking, they take a machete and just hack it and cut off his leg and then just keep, it's beyond belief. Of course they could have done something, but of course he did nothing, because that's who he is. Uh, So they may think that they cannot involve themselves in the internal affairs of a country, but morally they will be held in judgment. They will have to answer to God, how could you do that if, you know, I'm not talking about every unpleasantness about a country. I'm talking about genocide. How does a country stand by, if they can, and allow genocide to occur? Uh, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's unbelievable what, how nations rationalize or justify their actions. Because they think they're a government and not a person, that they will be guiltless in the eyes of God. Of course it's ridiculous. They're all going to be tremendously judged. So that's an important concept. You know, you know, to what extent can you interfere in the internal fears of a nation? And to what extent does it become immoral? Or well, you cannot justify it morally and so on, you know. In many ways, what goes on today is in Syria, and these obviously countries, or Iran, you can't justify that. So you should know one thing. The world will be held responsible. Every nation who did nothing while Iran killed millions and millions of people for nothing. And so on, you know. Okay. So that's one idea. Second idea is, is that, that even if you do not want to mix in the internal affairs of a nation, okay, but that doesn't mean you have to do business with them. That doesn't mean you have to encourage them in the sense of giving them money. You know what I'm saying? Of course. What you do is you cut off, you know, all ties, economically, socially, tourism, whatever is involved between nations. You cut off with that, you see. So you're not directly interfering in the internal fears of a nation. But what you are doing, okay, is at least morally, you're saying, I will not deal with you at all. I will isolate you. You know what I'm saying? Because you are evil and you're destroying people, you see. I'm, I'm talking basically about crimes which are obviously heinous, murder, and so on. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, you know if, somebody, uh, if the is not good or whatever. It's obvious which crimes are crimes against humanity, and there's so many. So minimally, you have to avoid anything to do with that country or that nation. Why do I bring this up? Because what people don't understand is incredible. You should know the world will be severely punished for what they do. Why? Uh, I mean, take a look, you know, and and, and I I bring it up because Trump has to understand that. He's making a terrible mistake, you know. Take Hamas. Okay, they are now the legal government or head of Gaza. Okay? What's the problem? Everybody knows what Hamas wants. They want to destroy Israel. You see, so therefore... most nations can't stand Israel for obvious reasons, it's a tremendous anti-Semitism, so they won't condemn Hamas for doing that but what God can get them on obviously they will help terribly guilty for that you know, for allowing Hamas to send missiles and everything they do to Israel and so on, but what they don't understand which is what I want to bring out is that Hamas not only wants to destroy Israel, which obviously thank God they can't, okay they're destroying the Arabs. Hamas is destroying Gaza. It's obvious, because all the money that they take is either for the tunnels or for the missiles, you know. Gaza is, almost, Gaza is really a non-functioning state that's almost destroyed. Who's responsible for that? It's not Israel, it's Hamas, you see. So in, 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 in a sense, you know, even though Hamas is the government of Gaza and so on, you know, And even if you don't want to involve yourself in the internal affairs of Gaza, right? How can you do anything, how can you have any connection in any way, economically or socially or whatever, with with, uh, Hamas or Gaza? How do you give them money and so on? Why? Because they have destroyed Gaza. So what's, okay, they haven't murdered the people in Gaza, which actually sometimes every once in a while they do, obviously. But they, could you imagine, did you ever see pictures of Syria? after it was bombed? You can't believe, how can anybody live there? That's what, So in Gaza they have electricity four hours a day, I it's unbelievable. Could you imagine living, uh, you know, having electricity for four hours a day? Is that gonna keep your refrigerator open? You know, working? Assuming you have one, you know? There's no light bulbs. How, how do you, that means those people are living in incredible poverty, the Arabs, that live in Gaza. Why doesn't anybody have Rahmanis on them? You see? Um, And I'm talking about the world. Why doesn't the world say, hey, wait a minute, you know, your people are living in hovels, bombed out places for years. Why don't you help them? No, right? We have to give the money to tunnels and so on. But that's a crime against humanity. If you're the government of a country, you know, and you fail to meet the needs of the country, I don't mean, you know, I mean, at at a moral level, you know, then how could anybody have any relations with you? And they will be severely punished. I mean, when the wheels of God faces them, you know, it's like they used to say, you know, the wheels of God or the justice of God is like, is like a, um, a millstone. You know, a millstone, they used to have these millstones, they used to grind the grain, put the grain in this, used to crush the grain. So they used to say that the justice of God, judgment of God, is like a millstone. It grinds exceedingly slow, but exceedingly fine. It'll take time to get to you, but when it does, it will obliterate you. That's the thing. And the world will be obliterated. That's what's happening. That's why you find so many natural disasters that's happening all over the world, things that never happened before. You know, yeah, they blame it on the global warming. It's nonsense. These are all decrees of the Rabban Shalom. And this is now, before the Mashiach comes. Wait till the Mashiach comes, and then the whole world is in judgment. You know, you don't want to be around when God is going to look at them and ask them these questions. You know, how did you give money to Hamas? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you influence other countries even if you don't want to, in, uh, you don't want to de- depose Hamas, right? Why didn't you try to get other nations? How do you give them money? Because of what? For money and for business? You know, uh, that's what I'm trying to bring out. And so that's, that's, that's countries that are destroying their own people. In certain ways, of course, Iran is destroying Iran. The the, the, the inflation, everything, what's going on is absolutely terrible, you see. So Iran is worse because it it spreads its web throughout the whole Middle East. They're they're really bad. But even if you don't want to do anything with Hamas in terms of what it does to Israel, which itself justifies any action against Hamas, how do you allow them to destroy their own country? Their country looks like it's incredible. It looks like it looks like, it was the, uh, the, the... You know, not Berlin, after the, war, after the bombing of... Dresden. Dresden, that's it. It looks like Dresden where they carpet bombed the whole city. It was incredible. Half the Gaza looks like Dresden after World War II, or after the bombing, you know? That's what I want to bring out, that people make a tremendous mistake. It's not that only the Jews that Hamas is trying to affect. It's their own people, the Arabs. And God will hold every one of them guilty... For what they've done you see and and i bring this up because of trump he's trying to make some kind of peace proposal what do it mean to be have a peace proposal god is going to look and say what are you talking about peace proposal israel is the jews you can't divide a country that i gave biblically i mean think about that an occupied territory means they owned it and now we come and take it away from you or we occupy it Israel biblically belongs to the Jews, historically belongs to the Jews, right? Legally belongs to the Jews. So what do you mean you want to split? Because some guys come over and say, we want Israel, and they make a whole ruckus. You know, I remember years ago, Farrakhan, Louis Farrakhan wanted to take, I think it was Mississippi, and make it just for the blacks. And they laughed at him. Are you crazy? You know, you want okay, you're, you're certainly a segment of American population, the blacks, fine. But that doesn't entitle you to carve out a state for you guys. What, are you crazy? You see, <clears throat> Israel is not occupied territory. It's Israel. Everybody knows it's, it's the Jewish homeland. Everybody knows that. And God knows that everybody knows that. That can be able to hide. So what do you mean you wanna make a peace proposal? What does that mean? That means you wanna deny the legitimacy of Israel against the jewish people because they say they want it It, it, it's beyond belief and not only that not only is it fault it's gazela, you know it will second will endanger all the jews you give anything to hamas or abbas of course they're going to use it as a launching pad to destroy the jews you know that's the second concept the third concept but what are you talking about who are you going to give it to abbas abbas is illegally the head of, of the PLO. He hasn't been voted, I think, since 2009. He doesn't represent anybody. So how could you give it to him? Even if he wanted to give something, you know? And not only that, he doesn't represent the Arabs. Hamas hates him, you know, and they probably would have killed him long ago if they could have gotten away with it, you know? He represents nobody. You know, and, 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 the, and like I say, you know, he doesn't represent the Arabs. Most Arabs hate the guy. They hate him in Ramallah, let alone in Egypt or anywhere else. So how do you give Arabs back to a guy that represents no one? And besides, like I said, it's not the Arabs. So what is he talking about, a peace proposal? Trump has no idea of what he is doing. If he goes out with a peace proposal, even theoretically, and sponsors it, I think he will be severely punished. Because it's illegal. And he has a job of Esau that will assist the Jews. That's the whole point of his election. So what do you mean a peace proposal? I, it, it, it's like, it's beyond belief. Imagine somebody comes over to you and you live in a house. And the guy says, you know, you're occupying my house. So you look inside, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? You know, no, no, you're occupying my house. And he says it often enough where everybody believes him. You know, he says, okay, I'll make a deal with you. I'll just take the living room. You know, you <laughs> You can keep the bedrooms, you know? And, and then all of a sudden, the court thinks about it. Say, you know, maybe we'll give him the living room on no basis whatsoever, you know what I'm saying? And, and you take the bedrooms. And you're screaming your head off. Are you crazy? You know, he doesn't own my house. None of that. How could you give him my living room? You know, you're, you know, you're endangering my entire ability to, to live in the house. It's insane. From international law, from every which point you want to look at it. The problem is these people don't realize that. Or Trump doesn't realize that. And I have to, it's terrible I have to mention his name, but he does not realize what he is doing. It is illegal, immoral, unethical, and it is against God to divide Israel. You know, and if you want to do that, and a peace proposal is something that, you know, has all the trimmings of legality. You know, now it's peace and all that nonsense and so forth. But the whole basis of this is illegal, immoral and anti-biblical, and anti-God, and anti-Israel. And he does not understand the consequences. What he should do is go back to his books and read the history of who does Israel really belong to. There was a book written by Jane Peters, I think that's uh, Joan Peters. It's called From Time Immemorial. You know, it's a very interesting book. And she documents, there's no such thing as occupied Israel. You know, she brings the whole history of the Jewish people. Israel belongs to the Jews, what are you talking about? Everybody knows that. So what do you mean, because the Arabs make a claim, you know? And she says the only reason why Arabs, why are Arabs in Israel all together? They're really from Syria, right? Because the British let them in, because they wanted to, their oil, you know, so they wanted favor, and they, they let them in. And the Arabs wanted to come because the Israel was the only prosperous nation in, what, 1920, 1923, whatever, and so on. So all the Arabs piled in. But Arabs were never in Israel, basically. I mean, it was some Arabs indigent, uh, indigenous to Israel. Fine. But that was a small number. Most of these guys all came from Syria, which the British let in, which is, was illegal, you see. So the whole thing's a sham. So what I'm trying to say is just very simple. What Trump is doing is very dangerous for Trump. It is illegal, immoral, and it is anti-biblical, and it's anti-God, and it's pure theft of the Jewish people. He has to watch out. He has no idea of what he's entering, and he will be held responsible for this. So that's what I'm saying. All the nations of the world have to cut with everything. With Iran, how do they do business with Iran? you know, all the nations of the world, how do they continue to do business with Iran? Iran not only is bad to its own people, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a murderer. They go around murdering everybody. So how do they bus- do business with Iran? What justifies their business? What they should have done, you know, like I say, you don't want to, you know, even if you hold from the, th- the, uh, the position that you don't want to invade political, the political uh, um, uh, government itself, you don't want to invade the internal affairs how do you do business with them you should wa- wait you should walk away from the entire matter unfinished. you know but they don't so they come up with this fiction well you can become nuclear and all that it's nonsense the only reason why they came up with it is to do business with iran that's what it's all about you see all of them will hell be held terribly responsible so they are great things that a trump is doing where he's denied iran you know any moral position whatsoever and so on you know uh, but, to, but to curry favor, I mean, to think that Hamas has legitimacy or, or Hezbollah in Lebanon or, or Assad in Syria, these people are murderers on anybody's book of values and so on. So he has to be very careful. But what the mistake he's really coming into, which I would deem as the fourth great mistake of, of, of Donald Trump, it is forbidden really on a legal, moral ethical in every sense to even come out with a peace agreement because it is, belongs to the people of Israel. That's what God writes in its homish and it's plain for everybody to see. And you cannot do that and, and so on. And internationally, of course it's illegal and so on, you know. He has to be very careful not to fall in the trap of a peace agreement, you see. And the problem is that even say, well, I'm not making a peace agreement, I'm just gonna present one and let Israel decide excuse me of course Israel to decide to do it because they have this incredible pressure on the, of the world to do it if you come out with a peace agreement then guess what the UN and Europe and the whole world is going to scream you must take it so of course it's an incredible amount of pressure it's not because they want to take it what choice do they have you see all I'm saying is this is that he has to be very careful because he is about to step into an abyss of which he will not recover. Because God doesn't need anybody. You know, nobody's indispensable. Nobody. And so on. And, and he, has to, he has to remember that. That he's not indispensable. It is forbidden, as far as I'm concerned, to come out with a peace agreement. Because the whole thing is based on a fantasy. And on illegality and immorality. That's what I want to say. Okay, any questions? If I go back to Derek Hashem. I've read that uh, Trump wants to embargo Iran now. Mm-hmm. France, uh, Iran has a tremendously big natural gas field. Yeah, okay. France wants to make a deal for the, They want that gas. They want to give, make a deal for billions of dollars. With who? With France and Iran. Okay. France wants the, that It's money. Gas. Yeah, okay, so what he's trying to point out. It's money, that's all it is. Well, when you were saying other people shouldn't deal with it, other governments. Fran- and what? Other governments like France will deal with Iran. Well, yeah, what do you, uh, we know that. That's exactly what I'm saying. You can't deal, the, the, uh, uh, Iranians, especially the mullahs, are murderers. How do you deal with them? How do you deal with them morally? You should, and Trump, what Trump did is great. He isolates them, he destroys them economically. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. But the rest of the Europe, they're all running. France, England, Germany, they're all running to do uh, to business deals. It's all about money, that's really what it is. So do they think that God is not going to judge them because they're gonna say, well, we needed the money? Excuse me, you know? The guy who's about to die, I wanna point this out, you know? The guy who's about to be murdered by one of the Iranians or Hamas or anything like that, you know? And, and you ask this guy was about to be killed, right? Okay, do you mind if you... Well, let you, you be killed, you know what we do? But, you know, would you mind if we make a deal with Iran that they should be able to kill you? What do you think he's going to say? What, are you crazy? You, you, my life is worth more than your deal. The life of any human is worth more than your deal. So what are you talking about, you see? Anyway, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, that's why I want to make that comment. The United States is more moral than other countries, Russia Europe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to make that comment. That they say he's going to come out with a peace proposal. Maybe, maybe not. You cannot come out with a peace proposal. You need to go back to the books, examine the real legality of everything. You know? And you have to stand up for the MS, for the truth. Not be coward by the nations of the world. You see, you know, and the second thing that he has to do, Trump, is that he has to say to Israel, look, these guys are trying to destroy you, you know? You have the green light to destroy them. Because it's morally, a murder comes to kill you, what's the halacha? You get, get him and, and kill him, and you, in fact, you can even preempt, right? Okay, what Trump really should do morally, he should say to the state of Israel, right? To Netanyahu and so on say, hey, these guys are trying to break into your border. That's illegal. You know, you know what trespassing is? You walk on some farmer's property, he has the right to kill you. Right? What are you doing on his property? As far as the, the last thing I heard, right? Tra- a guy can kill you if you trespass his property. You know, why? Because he doesn't know what you're about to do to him. What are you doing on his property without permission? Gazans want to go into Israel. That's trespassing. You know, it's illegal to do that. You know, for, and for so many reasons. So of course Israel can destroy them. Anyway, that's that's a, a basic law. Get get off my property, you see. So of course Israel can destroy them, <laughs> and, and everybody's screaming Israel. Well, what can they do? They're committing crimes. It, it's unbelievable to see the blatant anti-Semitism. But what Trump should do, as the person who is assigned to assist the Jewish people, is to say to Israel, Hey, these guys are obviously trying to invade your property and take over your state. You warn them. Very simple. We will give you one week or one two one day to stop this. If you don't stop this, we will take out every leader of Hamas, every one, and they know where all these guys are. And believe me, they could take them out within a week. You know, and that's the end of it. And and even though there's going to be a tremendous uh, you know um, complaint by the uh, roar about the nations of the world, so Trump should say, "Don't worry, just do it. I will protect you from the world." United States, the most powerful nation on earth course they can some should say that i don't see why he doesn't come out and say that he should say to israel do what you have to do do what you have to do according to international law that's all and i will protect you from the entire world because that's your job he doesn't say that so israel was all of a sudden bombarded although nikki haley does say that i think <coughs> in the in the uh, security council and so on you know but they should say emphatically and not mince words what The Gazans are doing is illegal. And they're all being put up to Hamas. You can do whatever you want. And I will protect you from the world. That's really what should be done. Anyway. Okay. Look, I've said a long time ago. The greatest enemy of the Arab is the Arab. The greatest enemy... It's not the outside because everybody's dying to make peace with them and help them economically it is the arabs between hezbollah and hamas and assad and iran all these people you know these are the greatest enemies of the arab because they constantly blame israel instead of helping their nation economically by partnering with israel because israel would love to work with them you know what i'm saying they don't they just use them as a scapegoat so that they can maintain their power and therefore, none of the goods, in many ways, goes to their people, and all their people are suffering. It's the greatest enemy of the Arab is the Arab. And it's astounding why the world doesn't come out and say, you guys are destroying your own country. For what? You know, what does that forget Israel? What does that have to do with Israel? You know, just take the money that you guys make, and so on, and, and give it to your people, which they don't, you see. It's just, uh, it's shocking to observe the, this planet, to see the incredible evil that countries do in this world. Look, someday there's going to be a reckoning of all of this, and uh, they have no idea of the judgment that will be passed on each nation and each individual that supported the national policy.